friends, welcome to Womankind. This is your host, Kelsey Novitz, and I'm here in episode 32 with my guest for the week. I'm here with Sue Servi. She's the manager of volunteers and outreach at the Buffalo City Mission. Hi, Sue. Thanks for being here. Well, this is an honor. I'm so glad that you had asked me to come and join you. Well, I know we're going to have a great conversation today, so why don't you start by telling us a little bit about what you do for the Buffalo City Mission. Well, I feel like I have like the best job, <laughs> and it is so exciting because I get to work with all of our community, and it is awesome. We have some really great people out there, and my job is the link between the community and volunteering at the Buffalo City Mission, which is a homeless shelter in our area. Nice. So your job is basically to find volunteers or place volunteers into positions. Encourage volunteers. Encourage volunteers. All of that, absolutely. <laughs> and that that's a little bit of a challenge at times because not only volunteers but folks that volunteer, their, their finances that will say, hey, we'll help you with practical needs. Mm -hmm. And so there's a, quite a few little facets of what mm -hmm. we do. Mm -hmm. So what overall, if you were to volunteer for the Buffalo City Mission, what would what would some options be of different things that you could do? Uh, well, <laughs> there's there's quite a few options. Oh, good. So if you like to cook, you have a culinary bent, you mm -hmm. can volunteer in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Do you like retail? Or maybe you like just to shop and hang out at the thrift store to see the clothing go through. <laughs> you can help sort and organize and hang clothing, tag clothing. Um, the Buffalo City Mission really survives on those kinds of donations and the thrift store is a major part of of what we do not only to um, help the mission but to serve the community in another capacity as well. Clerical, um, we have agape shops, we have the pantry, so we're always open to someone that brings a special gift or a skill that says mm -hmm. hey I'd like to do this, can I help you in this way? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We have groups that come in, so not only just individuals in those areas, but groups mm -hmm. that bring special events. We have a wonderful church that does an ice cream social. Oh, fun. Or we have churches that bring craft and snack events mm -hmm. to our ladies. You would not you would not believe it sounds so simple just by maybe doing coloring pages and bringing cookies and something to drink. Or we just had a group that brought in these huge plaques and did a special painting project. Oh, cool. The ladies love it mm -hmm. because it gives them a chance to relax, to focus outside of their challenges that mm -hmm. they're facing, and to have some fun. So volunteering is, yes, can be work. It's a work towards a wonderful goal because we're actually all about changing lives. Mm -hmm. And every volunteer opportunity heads us in that direction mm -hmm. and partners with the mission and impacts lives. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So it sounds like you have something for everybody. <laughs> we, we certainly do. And if we don't have something now, mm -hmm. I'm open to looking at how we can make something for the future. Mm -hmm. So do you do volunteers have to have some sort of commitment or is it possible to just come in for a one-time deal? Or I love <laughs> the word commitment. <laughs> there's actually a process. So when okay. you go to the Buffalo City Mission website, there's an application and then there's a registration for orientation. There's oh, I'm glad you're going over this. This is going to be my yeah. next question. <laughs> and then there's an orientation, which includes mm -hmm. a tour and an education, a little bit more about the mission. Mm -hmm. I just find that probably 95 to maybe even 99% of people in our community really don't know the vast opportunities that the Buffalo City Mission offers mm -hmm. someone who is homeless. So that tour is vital to us to, to share that education. Mm 
Um, and then, so if we go through this whole process, because then there's paperwork that mm -hmm. has to be signed, and then a schedule that gets put in place, and then we have to keep that schedule, you know, so that people can sign in on the kiosk, and mm -hmm. we have to track that. And so there's a lot of work involved on our end. So the word commitment, <laughs> and someone who's willing to say, hey, I'll stick with this for six mm -hmm. months, and we'll work through this um, means a world to us mm -hmm. because it, it tells us that we have this partnership with this person, this group that will help us to meet those mm -hmm. needs and that it's going to take more than just a one-time opportunity. Now, mm -hmm. can someone volunteer one time? Absolutely. And sometimes folks like to do a one-time opportunity just to kind of get a feel for mm -hmm. it. You know what? Come on down. <laughs> let's, let's talk about what your needs are mm -hmm. and let's go from there. Is there an age limit or minimum age to volunteer or no? There is. Okay. So in groups, we can have students as young as 16. Mm -hmm. um, but they need, of course, to have a parental approval form. Right. And then we have a volunteer agreement form that all of our volunteers. So if you're under 18, your parents need to sign for you. Okay. But 18 and above are individuals in our groups. Um, you know, we're working with people from off the streets with all kinds of needs and, and um, we want to make sure that people are understanding what's happening, what's, what, they're, what, um, what they might encounter. You know, mm -hmm. we have people that come from backgrounds, all different backgrounds, may not have all an understanding of social graces and, mm -hmm. you know, that whole, not that our people aren't polite, they certainly are, but mm -hmm. you might encounter something different than what you've encountered in, you know, in mm -hmm. your everyday life and, um, we need to, you know, get to know one another and to support one another and help folks that are struggling mm -hmm. that, that need to learn new things as well. And, and be ready to be a, a, a support or a conduit to, to, um, to a changed life. And changes aren't always easy. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes people just maybe don't know how to communicate the way you would like to receive that. But you know what? It's all learning. It's all a giving. It's all about changing. It's all about helping one another. And volunteers, um, as my boss likes to say, are the heartbeat of the Buffalo City mm -hmm. Mission. And they really are the ones that will spring us forward into making that happen. Excellent. How many volunteers would you say you have working, well, volunteering for you right now? We have... Um, anywhere between four to five hundred volunteers oh, on a wow. monthly basis, because that also not includes these individual volunteers mm -hmm. or the group volunteers. We have um, an organization that comes in to do medical care, so mm -hmm. we have those volunteers as well as chapel speakers. Mm -hmm. So we have at the men's center a noon and an evening chapel service, mm -hmm. and then at Cornerstone Manor an evening chapel service. So that's you know it's a, a lot of people. It's a lot of people. So. <laughs> 60 folks potentially at the men's center and mm -hmm. 30 at Cornerstone. That's 90 other volunteers mm -hmm. who come and bring that specialized, you know, Bible and understanding and background mm -hmm. and, and support and encouragement scripturally mm -hmm. for, the, for our folks. Excellent. So who do you primarily serve at the Buffalo City Mission? We serve anyone who doesn't have a home. Mm -hmm. It's not like people come to the Buffalo City Mission first and foremost and say, boy, this is, I, I just lost my mm -hmm. job. I don't have a place to live now. I'm going to the Buffalo City Mission. Mm -hmm. These are folks who have lost support. So the Buffalo City Mission, what I normally see is that this is someone's last option. They've tried everything else. They've couch surfed. 
they have gone from family member to family member to ask for maybe financial help. Mm -hmm. um, and they have exhausted those resources. Mm -hmm. And so they come to the mission um, seeking that last effort. And I think most people find it is way better than what they thought. Mm -hmm. The support by our case managers, the opportunities that they have, the dream to get an education mm -hmm. to move them forward to a career job. So, so, so much, so much mm -hmm. good stuff there. So what kind of offerings do you have for people who come to the Buffalo City Mission? As far as like um, the support and help? Right, right. Okay, so there's a case manager mm -hmm. and at the Men's Center and at Cornerstone along with case, the case managers mm -hmm. themselves. And they meet with each individual when they first come in within a short, you know, a couple of day period. They come in and they talk about what's their need. Mm -hmm. Everybody has their own individual story. I mean, just like you and me, we have right. our own individual story. What brought us to where we are today? And so do our folks. And their story is their own story. Mm -hmm. And you have to get to know them. And they have to build trust. They have to feel... Um, they have to feel the love if you want. You know, we are a Christian organization, mm -hmm. and there definitely is the love of Christ. Um, not that everybody gets whatever, you know, everything handed to them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's a love that says, just like you kind of hold your children, you give them responsibility and work with them and help them grow. We do the same, not that they're, we're our, they're parents, but it's the same idea that mm -hmm. we help them walk through those pieces. So you got to get to know mm -hmm. someone. Yeah. What are their needs? What brought them in that crisis moment to walk through the door of the Buffalo City Mission? And a lot of times it is a crisis moment. Um, last resort, not sure what to do next. Mm -hmm living on the on the street sleeping mm -hmm. in the bus station maybe in the and if they even do some folks live in their cars mm -hmm. but nowhere to turn no ideas what is the next step that's where our case mm -hmm. managers can say hey okay we understand the situation here's how we're going to help here's the first thing we should work on here's the second thing what's your goals what are you dreaming about what do you want to do as a career job opportunity mm -hmm. and people have so many different hearts desires you know just like it's like anybody else I remember there was a story of a gentleman who came through and he had witnessed an accident mm -hmm. he actually held the person that that was injured in the street until paramedics oh could come wow and by being that involved in that moment of that individual's life, it sprang up in his heart that he wanted to be an EMT. Mm -hmm. And the mission was able to get him settled, get him into school, and to help him move forward with that dream. Wow, that's amazing. Isn't that amazing? And there's many stories like mm -hmm. that. You know, there's a story of, a, of another young lady who came to the mission, lost her job, you know, had a family to take care of, mm -hmm. had no place to go. Um, Mm -hmm. Today, she's working in the human services field, helping others in the place where she was. And the mission helped her to mm -hmm. walk through those doors. Just amazing story yeah, after that's story. Yeah, fantastic. Isn't it? So you do have, um, just kind of a follow-up question to that, do you have children that stay in the mission in addition to adults? We do. So mm -hmm. at Cornerstone Manor, which is our women and children's shelter, mm -hmm. it is a shelter for women and children. 
And so a mom comes with one child, six mm -hmm. children. Um, there's different um, emergency shelters as mm -hmm. well as transitional housing once folks mm -hmm. make a decision to, to stay and to walk in that program. Mm -hmm. I love the stories you're telling about the, the case managers working with people because there really is no one-size-fits-all solution for anything. So I think that's so valuable to have a conversation and kind of set a plan and move yep. forward through that. And what's I mean, the case managers don't have an easy job because oh, life not. is not always easy. Right. You can put a plan in place and it doesn't mean that that plan is going right. to you know, <laughs> easily and smoothly. Mm -hmm. So when there's a bump in the road, you know, the case manager is there to support and encourage mm -hmm. and, and our chaplains are there to pray with folks. And, you know, it's a supportive, kind, loving environment and sometimes holding people accountable. You missed your appointment. Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on here? You know, this is what you have to do in order to make mm -hmm. this happen. So, you know, it's... I mean, that I think it's is a, part of love. I do, too. Mm -hmm. I do, too. And I, and I think what Mission thinks so, too, mm -hmm. you know, to say, because you're not going to achieve your goals if you, even when it, it's tough, if you don't walk through the doors. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, everybody, I appreciate encouragement when the tough, tough times come. Right. When you're doing it all alone, it, it really seems pretty mm -hmm. hard. So that's where I think the Mission really adds um, a hand up, not a mm -hmm. hand out. Excellent. I my one of my question is do you serve women specifically in any way but you've already answered that question is there anything more you can elaborate on in terms of mm. well you know we did talk a little bit about the services for children oh okay which when you think about it, I think when you're serving a woman's children you're serving her as well mm -hmm. and our children have a awesome child care so we have a licensed New York State daycare mm -hmm. for our six week old to our kindergarten age children and it's a kindergarten readiness development um, identifying needs mm -hmm. maybe someone has a speech need they can get them hooked up with therapy maybe someone has a physical ailment and they need to have a little bit further medical attention mm -hmm. so they identify those needs and they work with children in that age range and get them ready for kindergarten and mm -hmm. are they ready by the time they <laughs> leave the daycare at the Buffalo City Mission awesome <laughs> they, we have some we have great teachers mm -hmm. I don't know it's the saying everything is really great but they really are they really have looked for people with that background with the right. education and with the heart to to support and encourage mm -hmm. the moms to support their children and then to provide for the children mm -hmm. as well and then we have an after-school program mm -hmm. so students that are in kindergarten oh, roughly it's about 12 years mm -hmm. of age I believe um, they want them to succeed mm -hmm. education breaks the cycle of homelessness so as we look to provide that education for our men and our women we need to do that for children oh, also. Absolutely. And if our children can see life in a new way, mm -hmm. have exposure to all different experiences, have that help when who doesn't struggle with math or mm -hmm. I can remember teaching my son, we homeschooled and when he was learning division, he said to me, I will never get this. <laughs> and I'm like, you will get this. But sometimes it seems overwhelming when right. you're learning something new. And if we can help our children to have that educational opportunity, they mm -hmm. are only, you know, on a springboard to success. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I know you just said previously, like, it sounds like you're saying everything's great. Well, I'm sure it is great. I feel like the Buffalo area is an area filled with people who just want to help. And I yeah. think that's a great characteristic that we have here yeah. um, of people willing to do things 
for other people and do things outside of themselves. Absolutely. Well, then let me just put another plug yeah, in. Yeah. We need volunteers. Oh, okay. We need individuals. We need groups to mm-hmm. step forward, especially as it's 91 degrees today. Right. And the summertime is, thank goodness, upon us. <laughs> but it's our time when we have volunteers, volunteerism drops. Oh, okay, in the summer. It does. That's interesting. Well, people are thinking about, you know, vacations, vacations. and enjoying. Yeah. And we're, we finally got over our long winter. Mm-hmm. And we have a tendency to see less volunteers come mm-hmm. forward. So any plug that we can yeah, put in absolutely. to say, please come forward. Think anybody can even call me. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy to answer questions. I, I really am looking forward to having more folks. Will you let my listeners know where they can reach out to you and how they can get in touch with you? Absolutely. So my phone number is 854-8181, extension 408. Or you can email me at servi C-E-R-V-I, at buffalocitymission.org. I would love to receive a phone call or an email from someone. That would be great. All right, so those of you with free time coming up in the summer, make sure that you reach out to Sue and volunteer at the Buffalo City Mission. So is there anything else that you want my listeners to know about what you do, Sue? Is there any mm. like, particular favorite thing about your job or particular challenge? Something that someone who's not like in it every day, something that they may not know about it. I'm not quite sure what people think about when they think about volunteering. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it is a big give. Mm-hmm. You don't get paid for it financially. Mm-hmm. But I like to think, and I hear from our volunteers, that there's a reward. And it's a heart reward. So I want folks to know that, yes, you'll be giving up your time and your talent. Um, but there'll be a heart filling that you'll mm-hmm. receive from knowing that you've made a difference by partnering with the mission that will impact possibly 153 folks in residence at the Men's Center, a capacity of 122 at Cornerstone Manor. Volunteers impact lives, and you'll be pouring wonderful partnership, skills, this needed expertise Mm -hmm. that will change many people's lives. And there... I hope that that brings some some satisfaction and reward to folks as they think about coming forward, mm-hmm. because there is there is there is something to be said. I think for not necessarily do we always need money, but there is something to be said to know that our lives matter too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, beautifully put. Um, so why don't you just say one more time how they can get in touch with you? We'll say it as many times as we need to here. <laughs> that sounds great. So email s c e r v i at buffalocitymission.org or 854-8181 extension 408 either one of those ways are, would be easy easy enough to do perfect great is there anything else that you would like to share about your work with the Buffalo City Mission before we get into the, the personal questions about you you know what there's one other thing that I don't know if people know that we do mm-hmm. so Thanksgiving and Christmas we actually deliver meals into the community mm-hmm. Um, we call it Turkey Express and Hambone Express because, of course, we're delivering turkey dinners for Thanksgiving and ham dinners for Christmas. Mm -hmm. We have 175 delivery teams that come Thanksgiving morning, receive a map, receive a two- to three-minute training, the food that then goes along and correlates with their map, and they deliver them out into the community for folks to have a Thanksgiving dinner. Um... 
we do the same thing on Christmas. 135 delivery mm-hmm. teams on Christmas morning. And it may sound like, oh my gosh, that's a holiday. Like, I don't have time. Uh, but you would not believe what I have heard from folks who have done this and how it has impacted their children. So that to this day, we have folks, young people in their 20s, who maybe started when they were 12, oh, wow. still coming. And they remind their parents, did you register to do Turkey or Hambone Express? Mm-hmm because it has become a fabric of their holiday. It has been, become rewarding to them mm-hmm. to be able to meet and greet and to see the people receive their meal. Um, so most of these folks are elderly in our community. Mm-hmm. They could be handicapped and some are very, very much in poverty. Mm-hmm. And our, our folks who receive them, I, I hear you know every once in a while I'll get a call saying, I received your meal at Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh, it was so good. And the people who brought them were just, you know, they were so sweet. <laughs> Can we have a Christmas meal? Of course. Or the 92-year-old woman that said to me, honey, I do not cook anymore and I need just one of your meals. <laughs> so, or the family that called and said, can you deliver to this address? Mm-hmm. And I thought, what was the question about this address? Because we always take someone's address to make sure we get the meal right, to where right. they are. It makes sense. I looked up the address, and it was a parking lot. Oh, These wow. people were going to sit there in their car to wait to receive those meals. Wow. So. That sounds invaluable. If you're meeting basic needs, mm-hmm. you know, it's amazing to me because, um, Something as simple as a meal can give someone hope. Mm-hmm. And that's really, you know, that the mission's, mission slogan is that $1.98 for a meal mm-hmm. will change someone's life and bring hope. Mm-hmm. It's like the story. Can I, can I share a story? Oh, right, go right ahead, yeah. We had a, a church group of ladies that brought mm-hmm. in like 200 cupcakes. And they've been doing this now every year. But the first year they came... I was like blown away, one, by the kind of cupcakes. They had all kinds of candies in them and frosting. And it was, you know, it was really kind of, it was really very nicely done. And we had everything all set up. We invited the gentlemen. We did this at the men's center. Mm-hmm. They came in after chapel, thought they very seldom get a snack. So we called it a dessert buffet. Mm-hmm. And they're running in grabbing four and five cupcakes, dropping them on the floor, picking them up, and then out the door. And I know I was like, what is going on? Our folks are very appreciative. They, you know, when you don't have anything Mm -hmm. and you're given, you know, their basic necessities, um, they're really, they're they're just so appreciative. Mm -hmm. If I turned to the ladies and I said, no, I'm really sorry. I don't know what's happening. Usually folks are really, you know, very grateful. Mm -hmm. And one gentleman stopped and said, ladies, this is more than a cupcake. And I'm like, oh boy, like, what are you talking about? When he said that that cupcake was a gift to him of his, the value that these ladies thought of who he was and the people at the mission, mm-hmm. that it was a gift of hope and a gift of kindness and compassion, and he just wanted to say thank you. Mm-hmm. I got it. All those other men... They're feeling a little touched in their heart, a little mm-hmm. soft and ushy maybe, because these ladies could have been their mothers or their grandmothers. Right. <laughs> and I think they were a little embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And yet this one man had enough strength and enough mm-hmm. to say, ladies, thank you, because this says to me that I'm valuable. Mm-hmm. A simple cupcake. So donations like those kinds of items, your time, donations of underwear and socks mm-hmm. that meet practical needs are are 
ongoing and really begin help be, begin our folks to turn their thought process from depression to the opportunity that life may be different. I maybe life can be different. Mm-hmm. Somebody thinks something more than all this time that I've been thinking of myself because they've been struggling and feeling like they've been nowhere to go. You can turn that 180-degree mm-hmm. thought process in someone's life. Because I shared this story then at one of our um, ambassador meetings, mm-hmm. and a gentleman raised his hands and said, can I add something? And I'm thinking, I really don't understand why he thinks he can add something to my mm-hmm. story. Very professional, dressed man, very mm-hmm. well-spoken. And this is what blew me away is when he said he had been at the mission. Mm-hmm. And when he was there that day, somebody, um, though he was given a, one brand new pair of underwear, that at that point he couldn't provide anything that is basic necessities. He said, I lay on my bed that night and I cried. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my gosh, that is what we're talking about that rewarding mm-hmm. opportunity that you have when you give of your time and of donations mm-hmm. to the needs of folks who don't have them at the mission. Mm-hmm. You help people see life in a new way, impact them to move forward, to bring hope. And it's, it's, just, a, it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Well, thank you so much for sharing these stories. They really are very inspiring and beautiful. And you have such a positive attitude mm-hmm being immersed in all of this every day because sometimes you know you hear people who are a little bit burned out or get a little bit cynical over time but you have such a positive attitude it's very inspiring so well I'm going to say sometimes it does get a little feeling overwhelmed right you know when I month after month and I see the needs and I'm like like I wish I could provide Mm -hmm. all of that for all Mm -hmm. of our men and women and children but you just can't give up you know Mm -hmm. Really, literally, God put me there. Mm -hmm. And if he put me there, he's going to help me provide and do Mm -hmm. what I need to do, whatever Mm -hmm. that is. And so we just have to keep plugging. Mm -hmm. And we just have to stick close to to the Lord and let him, you know, do a lot of praying and Mm -hmm. and just just keep walking because you never know what might happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So is that the main thing you do to keep yourself kind of in focus and on track is, is prayer? Prayer, scripture reading, um, encouragement from others. We do have devotions every morning at the mission, mm-hmm. and I attend those specifically just to, you never know when God is going to speak to you, so what, what that word of encouragement will be. I do spend a lot of time in, in, in my own personal scripture reading and prayer because sometimes I just do need to hear from the Lord. Mm-hmm. I do need that, my own word of encouragement to keep mm-hmm. going. And um, he knows... He knows it all, mm-hmm. so I like I like to um, to stay close. Mm-hmm. Good, again, very inspiring. <laughs> um, so, any final things to add about your work with the Buffalo City Mission? At the moment, I can't think of anything else. All but right. if I do, yeah, if it comes I'll up, you sure. let me know. Let you know. But now, let's hear a little bit more about your personal story. So, Uh-oh. who are you? So, <laughs> well, that's a good question. You know what? We were. I went to speak today to a, a group of seniors um, um, from one of our churches. They want mm-hmm. to hear a little bit more about the mission and what's happening, mm-hmm. and, and just to be just to be informed. And we were talking about one gentleman who I think was in his eighties. Said mm-hmm. he's still seeking for his purpose. 
in his now in his oh, retirement. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, but aren't we all seeking to mm-hmm. know our purpose? Mm-hmm. And because I asked God too, like, is there more? Is mm-hmm. this is this you know, should I be doing something else along with this? Mm-hmm. Is there enough that I do personally? Because I can help other people, but I still have a personal responsibility to do my part as well. Right. Um, so what is my purpose? <laughs> and yet, at the same time, um, working at the Buffalo City Mission was never, ever on my radar. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see how I ended up there mm-hmm. and, and what I get to do. Mm-hmm. I get to do things like this. Yes. Like, you know, go out and speak. Exactly. I get to, I just, I, I giggle to myself when people say to me, I had a, a wake to go to last night, mm-hmm. a family wake. And um, some family members who I hadn't seen in probably years, oh, I saw you on television. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I get to do all these mm-hmm. fun things, represent and share the Buffalo City Mission and encourage other people to help. Like, what a life. <laughs> I know. Like, well, how awesome is that? So how did you end up at the Buffalo City Mission? You know, um, I we homeschooled our children mm-hmm. for 10 years. Okay. So our daughter, we started when she was in sixth grade, and our son went right through from kindergarten all the mm-hmm. way through high school. So I worked, you know, um, in some different places to help supplement the income, mm-hmm. um, but pretty much was a stay-at-home mom for mm-hmm. that whole time. Right. Um and then the other place where I had been working, I got hours were cut. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, I really need those hours to kind of make ends mm-hmm. meet. So I started looking for something I could supplement. Mm-hmm. I ended up at Joanne Fabrics okay. in the education, as the education coordinator. And I was like, but it was kind of weird how all these events fell into place. Mm-hmm. So I had been on the missions committee at our church. Mm-hmm. And the pastor literally was really, she was doing two full-time positions, and she just had all these different volunteer opportunities. And she said, one meeting, she said, I can't do it. So this one's for you, this one's for you. And she just handed it out to everybody sitting around oh, the circle. Wow. But I ended up as the ambassador from the church to the Buffalo City Mission. Okay. So I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, I grew up in Elma. I am not really a city person per se and this this was more not really a city church and I'm like you want me to go down to the Buffalo City Mission and do this and I'm like well okay I'll go to the first meeting we'll see what it's all about and you never know what might happen Mm -hmm. I went to the second meeting okay you know so you just play your liaison which is what I doubt what I now ask other people to do yeah just kind of funny and um Lo and behold, my predecessor had decided to retire. Mm-hmm. Because I had been the ambassador, they have my email now, I get the job posting. Now, I'm looking for a new position mm-hmm. um, because working at Joann's was very, very, it's very hard. It's physically demanding oh, wow. job. I, 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 I give those folks a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and I was starting to pray, Lord, you got to get me out of here because I would go home and my feet would like cramp up. And mm-hmm. it just was, it was hard, hard physically for me. And I thought, well, you know, I've been putting resumes in all over the place and haven't heard a single thing back. I thought, what's, what's one more? Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, I will submit my resume. And before you know it, they called me for an interview. 
called me back for the second interview and said we would like to offer you the volunteer manager's position. I was like blown away. I'm like, Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I'm whispering because I'm working at one. Oh, you're at Joanne's as you're on the phone. Yeah. Well, and my present boss, she said to me, are you excited? Mm -hmm. I said, yes, but I'm working. <laughs> I can't really say it too loud. So I've been there now eight years oh, wow. and started my ninth year in April. Amazing. So, yeah. And it's interesting because I always thought some of my past experiences would be more of what would open up a job opportunity mm -hmm. for me. And it wasn't. It was working at Joanne's. And it was just one of those spooky things. I walked into Joanne's to do some personal mm -hmm. shopping. There was a sign, education coordinator position, mm -hmm. submit your resume. I just so happened to have the have resume, resume in the car. Perfect. I walk up to someone at one of the checkouts and said, who might I submit this to? Mm -hmm. She goes, I'll take that. I'm the assistant manager. I mean, it was just like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. They called me one day. They hired me the next day. Wow. And I really enjoyed that job because you get to do birthday parties and mm -hmm. teach sewing classes. And oh, I've hired... taken the sewing classes yes. there. And hired teachers. Mm -hmm. and um, But it's... It is. It's. It mm -hmm. was fun, but it was physically just yeah. something I needed to take a break from. Yeah. But I I enjoyed that as well. But being able to hire people and mm -hmm. and reaching out and doing that outreach, which is a little bit of what I have to do now, right. and not just a little, quite a bit like, actually. That's your whole job. Exactly. Outreach is in your title. <laughs> and so that was just for me. I just felt God putting pieces in place, mm -hmm. experience and opportunity, just when it needed to be done. Mm -hmm. to move me into the position I am today. It all worked out. Look it at did. that. I know. It's pretty. And it's just amazing because I, I didn't even know what really what the Buffalo City Mission was mm -hmm. until I got here. And then I learned all these amazing things about what they do. Yeah, I, I think, I guess I didn't realize how many offerings there were there either. So this is great to hear. Yeah. People can come for a tour. I'll invite you, Kelsey. Oh, okay. I'll have to come down for a come tour. for a tour. That Definitely. would be awesome. <laughs> So now we're going to get into the tough questions. Uh-oh. Um, so, Sue, what does it mean to you to be a woman? And what does it mean, maybe in general, to be a woman? You're right. This is a tough question. And I don't know if I've ever really thought about that. But one of the things that comes to my mind, and I think... Uh, I think about how a woman is treated. And... Um, I miss a gentleman holding the door open for you. I'm not that my husband isn't a great guy, he <laughs> is, and sometimes he does. But I just miss, I think, overall in general, understanding and knowing that um, the relationship that men and women have, mm -hmm. and how I think in general, even though we say, "Hey, we're pretty tough, we can handle it all mm -hmm. on our own," and I'm not sure that that's really wise as a woman. Mm -hmm. that, for me, anyway, I. I appreciate when someone understands and is kind and respectful mm -hmm. and holds the door open or um, whatever. Um, even just in general, I'm that communicator. I like to look people right in the mm -hmm. eye. Um, it drives me totally crazy when people don't have that exchange by that body language. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my work is just is working with people. And I think it's important as as a woman and for me to be to be a people person. What else really is important in this world? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it doesn't nothing else really matters except our relationships. You don't have you know, your family forever. My daughter lives in Pennsylvania. Um, I see her three or four times a year. 
and that, I'll tell you that just that really is very getting harder and harder for me mm -hmm. the longer that that this this situation is the way it is, and it's all about relationships, and I think as women we're the folks that can encourage those. We make the family relationships happen. We make um, life relationships happen. Mm -hmm. We friendships are important, and I think that that's something that's that's a valuable piece that that our society wants to kind of push on the side. And, and I think sometimes women have that a little bit sensitive, more softer side. Not always, but to some degree that mm -hmm. we're made a little bit differently. And why do we want to get rid of that? Mm -hmm. That's what brings the kindness to our world and the compassion and um, brings people together. So I, and I, I think that we really, as a woman for me, needing to understand who and how we're created, and not to shy away from that because our world says that maybe that's not as important as it used to be. It is important, and it's something that we, for me, I feel I need to bring back. Mm -hmm. uh, I was sitting with those gentlemen this morning. I said, you know what? I'm a 50s girl. <laughs> I like those times of, you know, June Cleaver. And, <laughs> and But it was a simpler time, but it was a time where um, women did, had the time, to to donate they worked in civic organizations and they watched over their children and and really if you think about a mom or just a woman who pours into someone else's life that is the next generation that is if we're going to succeed as a society we want to pour in extremely valuable and values and um the, the growing pieces that are really going to make us that kind helpful, caring um, people. And then values of ethics of hard work. You know, um, not that if you're a dad or a man, you can't do that and pour that into someone's life, but you do it differently mm -hmm. than a woman. And I think um, I just like to grab a hold of all of those pieces and to, to be that person and to be that witness in our world, too. Mm -hmm. All right. Great answer. A lot of things in there that I've heard from other people, but some, some new ones in there, too. Awesome. <laughs> um, so I, you may have just answered this through your question, but what are your favorite parts of being a woman? You know, I can remember as a little girl, couldn't wait to be a mom. Mm -hmm. So being a mom, I think for me, is like the best. Mm -hmm. um, and you said you have two kids, right? I have two children yes. now. I have a daughter who's 30 mm -hmm. and a son who is 25. So, and our son still lives, you know, still lives with us here in the area. Mm -hmm. So that I think is awesome because, I don't know, sons sometimes once they go, they go, they, oh, don't, no. they, don't, they, don't, they may not connect as much, but mm -hmm. I don't know, but it's nice, it's nice that he still lives with us at this mm -hmm. point and that we see him, um, you know, as he comes and goes to right. work or whatever. And so, uh, but yeah, I really enjoy it. My mm -hmm. kids are like the, the sweetest, dearest thing to me. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just love them to death. Mm -hmm. So that for me is, is awesome. But I also, I also like um, the sensitive parts, mm -hmm. the sensitive parts. And that helps me in my job too, because Definitely. I think I, um, I pay attention to people's body language and eye contact or tone of voice and those mm -hmm. kinds of things and that helps me to know how people are, are feeling and responding mm -hmm. and if they're comfortable or not comfortable because I always want to make people feel comfortable mm -hmm. in in whatever situation that we're in. Definitely. Um, I was thinking back to something you said before just about women being like 
often being like the primary relationship builders and like your the, the fear of your son fleeing. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think that is so true, and it's something that I've seen or I've experienced even like through this podcast. Um, I've you know reached out to the people that were closest to me, and then from there they reached out to people and they reached out to people, and now it just seems like I have you know, uh, this network of so many people to connect with and talk with. And it's just a really cool experience. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with what you talked about just now, those skills or type of like emotional disposition that women have makes that possible, which yeah. is very cool. It is cool. <laughs> and I, I suspect men could probably do that too, but I think they do it I don't, I don't in a different way. Differently. Mm-hmm. And there might be a little more matter of fact than, mm-hmm. and, you know, and everybody has their own personality, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, that just happens to be a little bit more of right. <laughs> so, on the flip side, what are the hardest parts, then, of being a woman? Oh, how do you be strong and yet not mild, but and not subservient, because mm-hmm. I don't think, I think men and women are equal, <laughs> I think they just do things differently and have different skills in certain areas mm-hmm. and that they need to, they need to um, complement one another. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about my husband. He's, he just he compliments me and I compliment him. He's a very quiet man and, mm-hmm. and I'm not a quiet <laughs> person. I'm the one that's out there saying, hello, hi, how are you? And he, he would be happy to sit back. So it's, there's personality mm-hmm. involved in that too mm-hmm. and how, how different people mesh. But... I guess I'm, I'm not, I think the hardest part is being able to work within those different personalities, and especially the, 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 the maybe a husband and a wife or a man and a, a woman kind of relationship. So um, just like expectations that are placed on the situation? Maybe, maybe. Because I think that we can, you can be strong as a woman mm-hmm. to go and do what you need to do. Like, um, but there are some times that it's okay to step back. Mm-hmm. and let someone else do. And sometimes I think, at least for me, who is a march forward kind of person, right. um, sometimes that's a hard piece for me to do. Mm-hmm. But, but, but you have to grow into that too, I think. Mm-hmm. But I find that difficult mm-hmm. at times. That finding that balance. Yes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, and I forgot to ask you, do you have a story of subversion of a, a woman who has been subversive or like, broken a mold in some way? Oh, I, I don't know if I could say I have a story. But I wish I was that person. <laughs> I really, really want to rock this world. Mm-hmm. And I feel, and it's like, how do you do that? And then people tell me, well, you're doing it in your job every day. That's what I was going to say. I think you're but doing you know what? it. It doesn't seem like enough. Mm-hmm. Like, there are so many needs in our world. Mm-hmm. I just sit back and I watch the news or mm-hmm. like let's there's got to be a better way for us to live together right than the violence and the terror mm-hmm. or the fear that's that's in the world mm-hmm. so I wish it was me <laughs> I wish I had a story but I um, think you have told the story of subversion that already if that's the case but but I, I can't think of anybody at the okay. moment that's okay um so, is there anything that you think the world needs to know about women that it doesn't know already? Hmm. I think women need to have the confidence in who they are. 
in a very soft way. Mm -hmm. If that makes that sense. That makes sense. Because we're really all about being in people's faces these days. Mm -hmm. and, and that just that just doesn't work. That mm -hmm. just doesn't work. At least I don't see it working. Mm -hmm. I think we need better communication skills. Mm -hmm. I think everyone needs better communication skills. No, just... <laughs> We're, we're definitely, we are, it's about me kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know, and it's really not. Mm -hmm. My job is to know more about you. My job is really to encourage and uplift you. And ultimately, others' jobs is to encourage, uplift me. If we live that way, mm -hmm. oh my goodness. Could you imagine what this world would be like? There wouldn't be any selfishness. There wouldn't be any pride. It would be about someone else. Mm -hmm. What do you need? How often do I really ask myself that question? What does this person need? And sometimes I struggle because I, I have needs and don't feel like they're being met. How do we encourage one another to really find focus in something else besides ourselves? So follow-up question to that. What do you think of like the balance of trying to take care of yourself to take care of other people? Because I've heard the, the phrase of like you know putting on your own oxygen mask before helping others, how does that fit into, you know, what you do or what you were just talking about? That's a struggle for me mm -hmm. because all day long in my job, all I do, I really feel like I, I give. Mm -hmm. I answer people's questions. I help other people to help other people, to help the mission, to help other people. Um, so I have to find ways for myself so I just read a book on photography. Oh, okay, cool. And I have a camera, and I am going to go out there and take these beautiful oh, landscape pictures. <laughs> that's one of my... That's, so I'm trying to put myself in different places with different goals mm -hmm. that are things that I would enjoy, that I can just utilize some of that time to give me some rest mm -hmm. and relaxation and to, to fill my tank, if mm -hmm. you would. Yeah, to take yourself out of it right. for a little while. For a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to... I don't know, all those F-stop things and all of those pieces are I don't know a little, about photography. they feel a little overwhelming at this point, but I really, I really, really would like, I just enjoy taking pictures, mm -hmm. so I don't know if anybody else really wants to look at them, but they're going to be for me. Hey, send them to me, I'll post them on our social media. <laughs> well, if I get something good, I will send it your way. <laughs> well, that's awesome, that's, yeah, I, I struggle with that too, um. Because, you know, as a teacher, it's it's about my students all day, every day. And then, sure. you know, sometimes you come home after a particularly draining day and you're like, oh, God, like, how do I how do I help myself after right. helping And then people? when it happens on a Monday and a Tuesday mm -hmm. and a Wednesday, and by the time Friday comes, you're like, so some days, Saturdays are just, I stay mm -hmm. in my pajamas. Mm -hmm. I might crochet or sit in front of the TV. I probably take a nap on a Saturday. <laughs> And just relax. Mm -hmm. I also geocache. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard oh, of I've that? Oh, I've heard that. I've never actually. Maybe I have done it like once. But how? How do you do that? Explain I that a little bit. It. It's like I'm always like, done. It's my husband. Do you mm -hmm. want to go now? I'm like, yeah. I'm like right now. So it's you have it's a website mm -hmm. geocaching. Oh, okay. Com, and it's doesn't it's it's free. You could do it. Mm -hmm. It's free, and they give you geo coordinates of little caches, mm -hmm. little treasures that have been hidden all over the world. Mm -hmm. We've geocached in Alaska. Oh my we've gosh. We've geocached in the Caribbean. Um, we have 12 states that mm -hmm. we've geocached in, so our goal is doing all 50 states. So you have like the coordinates, but then how do you find, what do you use to find well, it? Well, we have a GPS. Oh, okay. 
or the app also will help oh, okay. you to find them. Interesting. Yeah, so we just did some on the way home from our daughters. Oh, fun. We have 615 finds. Oh my god! So you log them in and it tracks mm. how many you found. You have the map and when you have a find, it comes mm. up as a smiley on the map. And <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. How cool. I and love that. It's just the, I think for me, it's the find. Some of them are mm -hmm. really, really easy. And some of them, we've searched for a half an hour. Mm -hmm. I, my mom and I were in pine trees for a half an hour, oh going in and out of these pine trees, and we finally found it on the ground underneath, mm -hmm. you know, a branch. And it could be maybe an inch long. It mm -hmm. could be a, a, a big box. A yeah. big box. Um, it could be smaller than a dime. Oh, wow. I mean, there's, some of them are, are really, really teeny well, tiny. Well, now I'm thinking that I think that I found one by accident oh, really? somewhere when I was hiking. I can't remember the specifics, Probably. but I feel like I, I found it. And I was like, I think this is for geo geocaching. I should put it back. Yeah. <laughs> but so, I didn't have the coordinates. I just, like, stumbled upon it. it. Well, yeah. But I try to do those kind of things mm -hmm. just to have some fun. Right. Because sometimes it, it I need something to relieve a little bit of mm -hmm. the... Of the constant go, 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 mm -hmm. go. Mm -hmm. I just talked about this with my students today because they're very, you know, we're coming up on exams. It's very busy. Mm -hmm. And I was asking them, what do they do to have fun? And no one, I know that they do have fun, but no one could come up with an answer. So we're going to be making a, a list of fun things to do coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important when, when groups bring in mm -hmm. fun things for our men right. and women and our children. It's, it's just full circle. I guess mm -hmm. we all need that absolutely. at some that point in our break. life. Yeah, Definitely. Absolutely. So anything else you'd like to add about what it's like to be a woman or what it means to you? Mm, no, I think that sums it all up. Thank you so much oh. for inviting me to oh, be able to share. Here. I'm just going to share my story of subversion real quick before we wrap up the episode. I have a pretty short one today, um, but I think a really important one. So I'm going to talk about Eunice Carter today. And so Eunice Carter, she was at Smith College, and that's where she earned her bachelor and master's degrees. And she was the first black woman to receive a law degree from Fordham. And she was one of the first female African-American lawyers in the United States and one of the first prosecutors of color in the United States. So she had a lot of firsts under her belt. Um, and she's most well known for she prosecuted Charlie Lucky Luciano, who was a mob boss um, by apparently they used to have something called like women's courts and um, that's where a lot of, like, sex workers were primarily um, um, prosecuted. And so from that, she noticed a pattern and worked with Thomas Dewey to eventually prosecute Charlie Lucky Luciano. Um, she was also a major advocate for women's rights as she became active in the UN. Um, she served on the executive committee of the International Council of Women and on the board of the YWCA. Um, and in a couple other organizations, she was really in, on the forefront of working for women's rights. Um, so I just wanted to mention Eunice Carter. She's story of subversion for this week. So Sue, thank you so much for being here. Oh, this was fun. Tell my listeners one more time. We'll tell them as many times as possible where they can find you to reach out to volunteer at the Buffalo City Mission. I love it. <laughs> so you can call me at 854-8181, extension 408. Or email S-C-E-R-V-I at buffalocitymission.org. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Um, please, if you need to get in touch with Womankind, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womankind Podcast. Um, you can go to our website, www.womankindpodcast.com, or email at womankindpodcast at gmail.com. 
Bye, friends.